Hey, boo. Hey, it's Tammy. Well, guys, we wanted to present you all with this very delicious and exciting live show recording episode from the Pasadena Playhouse stage. We did our first live show on October 30th and 31st. And we had a great turnout. We had some laughs. We had some spooks. We had a bit of spooks. Definitely. We ran into the woman in black backstage. She's now following us on Instagram. And Bryce wants to delete the whole account. So there you go. Well, if you stay tuned later in the episode, you'll find out that we had a ghostly special guest. Yeah, we had a very special LA lady who you probably remember from her past episodes. Well, she made a very special yet spooky ghostly appearance that night. So you definitely don't want to miss out on who that was. We wanted to also take this time to thank a couple of very special spiritual bays. We wanted to thank the Pasadena Playhouse Familia. We personally wanted to thank Julie, Jackie, Corey, Nathaniel, and Chris, because without these peeps, we wouldn't have had a show. And they made our experience very memorable. Thank you guys so much for everything that you did for us. And we also wanted to thank those of you who showed up in person. Thank you guys for your support watching our first live show we saw your beautiful faces out in the audience and we wanted to say thank you and last but not least we want to thank our listeners you guys you guys are our true spiritual base because without you we wouldn't have had this live show without you we wouldn't be doing this podcast and we just wanted to say thank you for your love and support and for digesting our voices with your ears thank you guys so much now it's on with the live show. We hope you enjoy. so much better at taking your coat off than me. I'm just used to it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hello, everyone. Hi. <laughs> we are Holly Weird Paranormal, as you saw in the video. Uh, my name is Tammy Merhap Chavez. And I'm Bryce Mitchell-Williams. And we are the host of Holly Weird Paranormal, a Hollywood true crime and paranormal podcast that is set in and around the Hollywood area and or Los Angeles area that make up this crazy state of California that we live in. And you are our guinea pigs tonight. Yeah. You are our first ever live show. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're like, oh, we already regret this. Amazing. Yeah, I know. This is great. That's why we gave you alcohol before. You're yes, welcome. Yes, you're very welcome. <laughs> Love it. All right. So a funny thing happened backstage. We ran into the woman in black. Yeah. Which is... Funny is definitely a word we could use. I have several others. I'm so excited because now she's following us on Instagram. Yes. This is it. We've arrived. <laughs> we have so, we're so there. Bryce wants to delete it. Yeah. I'm deleting our Instagram. Um, also, for everyone that just saw, like, shout out to anyone that was over on this side of the audience. <laughs> 
Yes, because she's walking right next to you like it's not a problem. Like, it's horrifying. I gave myself a migraine from pushing my head so that I wouldn't see her in my peripheral. Like, the woman in black attacked me personal. I wasn't even watching the woman in black. I was in the mezzanine. I was watching Bryce be afraid of the woman in black. Yes. I all I heard I, all I saw was this. Yeah. <laughs> Program full on. It was very very subtle of me. <laughs> when I heard that girl scream, I thought it was you. It was. It was a little higher. Yeah. That was. Okay. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's true. Well, guys, we have a lot of groundwork to cover here. We are actually sitting in a pretty haunted theater. Yes. So what a better way to enjoy this evening while watching a play about spirits in a theater that is predominantly haunted by spirits while listening to us talk about spirits, enjoying spirits. Uh, yeah. Okay. A triple spirit. I know. So we're going to do a little groundwork. We're going to talk about the history of Pasadena and also the history of the Playhouse. And then Bryce is going to take us to church about Gilmore Brown and his cat, Sookie. Yes. He had a little cat that was also the co-director and we'll get into that soon. And then the moment you've been waiting for. Yes. Ghosts. Ghosts. Pasadena Playhouse ghosts. This theater is Really haunted. Very haunted. Yes. Bryce had a bit of a panic attack before setting foot in this theater. Yes. <laughs> See some of the sweat glistening. Yep, that's just not going to go away. And I won't be looking behind me because I'm sure that they are with us. So. All right, guys. So let's get started. Now, you know how we do. In order to begin, we need to go all the way back. We need to go all the way back to 1916. And the setting is here in Pasadena. Now, Pasadena was a city made up of farmers and wealthy vacationers. And in the early days, the city of Pasadena drew people from across the country. And Pasadena eventually became a stop on the Atchison, Topeka, and Santa Fe Railway, which led to an explosion in growth from real estate to even the Great Depression. As great tourist hotels were developed in the city, Pasadena became a winter resort for wealthy Easterners. So it was like a winter wonderland. It was like Disneyland for all these people coming in. Now... Spurring the development of new neighborhoods and businesses and an increased road and transit connections with L.A., culminating with the opening of the Arroyo Seco Parkway, which I'm sure we're very familiar with that parkway. I've cursed at many drivers that never uh -huh. used their signal in that parkway. Yes. Yes. So not to mention, that parkway was actually California's first freeway. Really? It was the first one. Now, by 1940, Pasadena had become the eighth largest city in California and was widely considered a twin sister city to Los Angeles. I want to know, like, what would you consider the stepsister city to Los Angeles? Pacoima. <laughs> Chatsworth. I mean, that's like the stepsister that you don't see on holiday. Yes, because yeah. she's too busy doing porn. Yeah. Oh, girl. Yeah, I said that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, <laughs> the artistic community that founded the Pasadena Playhouse was started in 1916 when actor-director Bay Gilmore Brown began producing a series of plays at a renovated, risque, burlesque theater with his troupe, the Gilmore Brown Players which was established in the Community Association Playhouse in 1917 that would later become the Pasadena Playhouse Association, which necessitated a new venue for productions. But being the way that Pasadena is, this is so sweet. 
they quickly like raised funds to build this playhouse in 1924. So the community came together to build this playhouse for the Gilmore troop, which was really sweet. It just shows how, how much of a community Pasadena was and its people, how much they loved their thespians. So the community theater organization grew and by May 24th, the theater was constructed and built here on 39 South El Molino Avenue. And it was finalized in 1925. So the theater was designed in a Spanish colonial revival style by Pasadena artist Bay and architect Elmer Gray. And they had also a fire curtain painted by Pasadena artist Bay, Alson S. Clark. Now, it was the most advanced theater on the west side of the Mississippi. With all the success of the group and the city, George Bernard Shaw even called Pasadena the Athens of the West. So a school of theater was established here in the 20s that became an accredited college by 1937, eventually training such notable talents as Raymond Burr, Victor Mature, Eleanor Parker, Charles Bronson, Jamie Farr, and even a baby Gene Hackman and a baby Aww. Dustin Hoffman. Now the Playhouse also had talents such as Al Pacino, George Reeves, which was OG Superman, Jane Mansfield, and even a very, very, very young Marilyn Monroe, who performed on this very stage. That old so-and-so. I know. She's an L.A. lady, true at heart. Google so, her. It's fine. <laughs> I know. She's the blonde with the red <laughs> lipstick. So the varied staging capabilities offered by its five venues led the Playhouse to become one of the first companies in California to exper uh, experiment with the new theatrical form of theater in the round. Now, the Playhouse also built and operated one of the first television stations in Southern California, in addition to training the Air Force to use television and radio equipment, so he had thespians like training the military. Bugs. Who would have known? Who would have thought of that? With jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> now, the Pasadena Playhouse supplied the majority of Southern California Southern California's early TV stations with the first trained technicians in business. So we were very much in a very innovative theater. Pasadena was moving forward with also television and radio and theater in the round, which was really, really neat. Love. Now, Bryce, you have some receipts on our bay, Gilmore Brown. Yes, so Gilmore Brown was the original artistic director of the mm -hmm. Pasadena Playhouse and also a crazy person. Not to invoke his ghost because <laughs> I am not trying to be attacked tonight, so... Uh, he, Gilmore Brown had this cat, as Tammy has said, <laughs> and its name was Sookie. And I'm going to tell you a little story about where actors rank on the totem pole of the entertainment industry. Um, Gilmore Brown was a notorious perfectionist, which in many ways was a great thing. So the Pasadena Playhouse is actually one of the first theaters to ever do all of Shakespeare's plays. They won literally hundreds of awards. It's the playhouse you're literally sitting in, so as you can attest, amazing performances. And most of that is in part to Gilmore Brown's perfectionism. But he also was an impossible director to work for. <laughs> so allegedly, when he was in rehearsals, he would make the actors run the scenes over and over, and then he would look at his cat, and if the cat turned away during rehearsal, he would make them run it again. And again, until the cat meowed its approval. 
So, like, if you ever want to know where the actor is on the hierarchy, know that it's less than a cat and start there. Like, it's insanity. Like, you have to pour your heart out for Sookie the cat. It's, I find it a little mortifying, but also, like, I crave approval, so I would totally do it. But, oh, God, Sookie. Um, also, in, allegedly, he had in the back above the mezzanine oh, this a is cubby dug out of the wall so that he could look onto the rehearsals and the shows without anybody seeing him. Mm-mm. Like, the level of craziness that it takes to dig out a cubby for yourself is so admirable. I just really have a lot of respect for that. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know if they had a cubby for Sookie, too. Like, Sookie, oh, here's your cubby. A little mini cubby. I know, a little Sookie that. cubby. If anyone hasn't heard our <laughs> podcast before, we talk about energy a lot. Right. And the main thing is that energy, we always talk how it echoes through the layers of history. Mm-hmm. And that psychotic energy of a cat person echoes through the playhouse that you're sitting in right now. So, as you saw in our video, people have and continue to be affected by the cat director. Exactly. They'll still hear what sounds like a cat meowing in the theater. He produced all of these, like literally hundreds of world-renowned shows. This was the first playhouse to produce all of William Shakespeare's works. Right. It has won countless awards. Like, Mm -hmm. there's a reason that it worked, and it's the cat. I think we can all agree. It's the cat. We have to thank Sookie the cat. Thank you, Sookie. Please stay out of my dressing room. Now it's time for the paranormal aftermath, guys. It's time for ghosts. Ghosts. Now, Now, Pasadena Playhouse ghosts. Can't wait to scare the hell out of you, Bryce. Just in case you're not scared enough from the woman in black. Yeah, that's fine. Witness the fear, guys. Witness the fear right here. Now, if you have tuned into our podcast, then you know that we always bring up the fact that Hollywood, or Los Angeles for that matter, has been built over layers and layers of history, of stories and of broken dreams and even success. With enough time and with enough energy, those layers can manifest. And they have. They have all over the city, and they've done so here at the Playhouse. And like I mentioned before, the Playhouse is really, really haunted. Yeah, like, essentially, I think that all theaters are haunted. (laughs) If you've ever been in a theater, you probably get that vibe. Like, in general, actors need attention. Right. Always. And we don't stop needing that attention when we die. (laughs) Like, that's science. Like, I don't understand. So, like... If I have to haunt a theater to continue to receive attention, I will do it. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like you said, it's science. I yeah. just see all these formulas like a beautiful mind. I can like... literally see the Google screen popping up like, this is not science. Now, there are more claims of paranormal activity in this theater than any other theater in California. And according to hauntedlosangelesblogspot.com, there are a trail of stories here. Now, the Playhouse has been site of a lot of unexplained activity. And such activity includes the stage lights flickering on and off in the Playhouse when no one is in the Playhouse. Props disappear and even reappear in completely different parts of the theater. Doors lock and unlock by themselves. There are even claims of disembodied 
footsteps and voices that can be heard throughout the theater, especially when you're the only one inside the theater and no one's around. Now, there's some... <laughs> you okay? That's fine. I'm fine. All right, it's I'll fine. hold your hand. Yeah, I'm only freaking out like a little bit. <laughs> <It's fine. laughs> some claim it's the ghost of Gilmore Brown himself making his presence known. And one night, as a matter of fact, Gilmore made his presence known to a group of crew members. And it all started with a production crew who were readying up the stage for the play FDR. A table tipped over and a drawer popped open. Guess what fell out of that drawer, Bryce? Just guess. Was it the cat? <laughs> no? Okay. Go on. <laughs> there are old photographs of Gilmore Brown. Oh, what a little narcissist. And, like, of course. And his cat. Stop. <laughs> so in, another, in a way, it was him telling them that he's still around. Now, there are many tales of Brown's afterlife appearances here at the Playhouse, such as when, in the late 1980s, he was said to have lent a hand to a theater alumnus who was working on set late one night. As the graduate was carrying a heavy set piece down the hall, he felt the other end being lifted up and carried. That is, that is too helpful. Like, there's a line... Like, I appreciate the help, but, like, no, ghost. Like, absolutely not. <laughs> I guess you're putting down that little, like, like banister. You're like, bye. Oh, I would absolutely <laughs> struggle for hours by myself before I would take the help of a ghost. Like, no, 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 no. <laughs> having, heard, having heard stories about Gilmore's ghost, the man was spooked at first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he ran out of the building. Now, if that was you, Bryce, you would have, like, ran as far as, like, to the to WeHo, oh, to, like, done. the Abbey, like, enjoying a nice yeah. cocktail. You would have been there. Yeah. But instead, this gentleman, like, collected himself. He figured Gilmore was actually helping him. So he, <laughs> he collected himself. He went back with renewed energy and finished, finished the set. I mean, a lot of crew members have mentioned that the, the, the ghost of Gilmore Brown is pretty helpful. Now, not too long ago, a famous actress here was performing in a show. One night during her performance, right before she was supposed to walk on stage, she noticed a man in a period suit and hat standing right across from her in the wing. And she turned away and she looked back towards the direction of where the gentleman in the period suit was standing and he wasn't there anymore. And after the show, she inquired about the man in the suit and hat with other performers and even crew members, and no one knew who she was talking about. Uh, no one saw a man in a period suit and hat. I'm sorry. That is, <laughs> that is too close to what we just watched on stage. Like, no, I do not like that. And just a moment ago, when we were getting tacos next door, because what pairs better with ghost stories is tacos, yep. uh, we were speaking with an alumnus, Ross. Yes. Yes. Insane. Yes, and you, he was telling us a story. He was actually part of the last group of alumni that graduated the, part of the school here. And he was talking about an elevator here that Gilmore likes to mess with the people who are riding the elevator. He will cause the elevator to stop midway. And if you talk to <laughs> Right? <laughs> Don't go on the elevator. It's fine. We've seen how this ends in movies. No bueno. So... It turned out that he told Gilmore that he needed to get where he needed to be and to allow the elevator just to move to the appropriate floor. And it just so happened that the elevator did it in an instant. 
So he tends to be a bit of a jokester, Gilmore Brown. He tends to mess with the elevator and with other, I guess, bays around the around the theater, of course. So one would say that bad. that was polite that he like let it go where it was going, but he could have also not stopped it. It's <laughs> like thanks, but again, no, thank you. Now, aside the Playhouse, there's another theater, and it's called the Carrie Hamilton Theater. And the workers feel that this is the creepiest part of the Playhouse. It's really creepy. <laughs> so we, we're all going on a tour right now. Yes, way to go. Let's get up. Let's go. <laughs> a musician that was performing in the Carrie Hamilton had seen a woman in a yellow dress, and he also heard her crying. Oof. Now, as he went inside the theater, he entered, the crying stopped, and the woman disappeared right in front of him. A paranormal group that was investigating the theater did capture an image of an eye. And the eye looked red. And the reason like why... Like an eyeball? Like an eyeball. No. Like, I see you. No, no, no. <laughs> so they looked closely at the picture and what was very astonishing was the fact that the eye looked reddish just like when someone cries. So it's possible that they may have captured a part of the woman in the yellow dress crying. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the third floor is the library and the VIP room. Now, this used to be Gilmore Brown's office, and the rumor is he doesn't like anyone sitting at his desk. Our friend Kevin at, of Ghostwatch Paranormal told us that he was doing an investigation here not too long ago in Gilmore's office. So he was sitting in his chair, because why not, with an EMF detector, which is a tool used by ghost hunters that reads and measures electric magnetic energy in an environment. So the meter spikes when an entity or spirit is around. And in his case, he wanted to see if Gilmore had a problem with him sitting in the chair, which obviously he, he did. So he was kind of taunting him, and soon he felt cold. The temperature dropped in the office, and he noticed that his EMF reader was spiking uncontrollably. He soon felt a vibration in the back of the chair. No. And he told me he thought it was his phone vibrating in the back of his pocket. But then he realized, wait, I turned off my phone before I started investigating. Because ghost hunters need quiet. They need to not have any distractions while they're investigating. So they do turn off all their devices. They put them on vibrate or they put them on silence if they're using ghost hunting applications on those devices. But in his position, he didn't have his phone on. So that really, really spooked him out. Other investigators who have sat in Gilmore's chair have made claims that they have felt as though someone was standing behind them, shaking the chair. It could be Gilmore Brown saying, get out of my chair. So no elevators, no chairs, got it. Yeah. Just keep checking them right off the No list. trash. In addition to this, there's, I'm not kidding, a haunted trash can. <laughs> the theater's so haunted that the trash needs an exorcism. Yes. Yes. <laughs> It sounds silly, but a couple of paranormal groups have seen this trash can in his office move from one end of the room to the opposite end. It would just move by itself. Oh, I thought it just wiggled. <laughs> no, it like moved. No. No, it's not twerking. It's just like it moves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> so uh, there's also the, the ghost cat, Sucky, mm -hmm. who people have claimed to have felt. So they'll feel as though there's a cat like brushing against their leg. But when they look down, there's nothing there. 
They'll hear meows, they'll hear purrs, but nothing is around. There is even a story that I, I, I believe is in relation to Suki, because it turns out someone from the marketing office would bring their, their pet to work. They would bring their dog, their little pupper, and keep him in the office. But when they would close the door to the office, the dog would start to freak out. The dog would start whimpering, it would start to panic, and the dog would start to, to scratch the door, not to signify, like, I need to go out and pee. It was like, get me the hell out. There's something in this room. So the dog would panic. And it may be that the dog could have possibly seen Sookie the ghost cat. Oof. Like, you're in my territory. This is mine. Get out kind of thing. Gross. Yes. Yes. No me toques. Yeah. No me toques. No me metes con mi tutu. You know me toques, all right? Now, in addition to this, down the green room is reported that rooms four and six are really, really haunted. That's where all the active, like, that, that's where all the paranormal activity happens. Actors have complained the most about these rooms, and they say they have been touched when no one is in there, that the lights were turned on and off by themselves in these rooms, and that the room temperature would drop out of nowhere. Some have even claimed to hear their names being called and doors would open and close by themselves. Now, there's even a rumor that there's a ghost of a child that roams around those rooms, playing tricks on the actors and actresses as they're getting ready. Now, down the hall is the shower rooms. This is the creepiest part of the theater. One performer claimed that someone was touching his hair in the shower. Oh, God. That is so wrong. <laughs> Hashtag no me toques. Yeah, All right. no. Unless you're the ghost of James Dean, you can touch me and you can touch my hair. Yeah. Unless you're the ghost of James Dean and you're putting product in my hair, that's fine too. Yeah. But you just don't touch me. So, <laughs> so there are claims too that there is a man in the shower that will breathe heavily. Oh my God. That is so foul. Like... <laughs> Let everything else stay, even the trash can, but we are doing an exorcism on the shower tonight. <laughs> that's like, that not a... Not, we will not leave Pasadena unprotected. Nope, that's not a place where I would like to do a deep no. hair conditioning treatment. Definitely not. So EVPs have been collected in that shower from paranormal investigators of what they hear uh, is a man breathing and murmuring. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have actually, I've been saving a little tiny secret for you. What? Um, I, in an act of unparalleled bravery, went into the showers to see, like, where they were. I'm really proud. And no one touched my hair. I survived. <laughs> yes. I am a survivor. So you, so one can toke Bryce? No, you can't, but I, got, I did get a little lost in the shower, so, yes. Down the hall is the wardrobe room. Now, this is across from the shower rooms, which used to be the costume room. And this is where people used to design, the costume designers would design costumes and build the costumes. Now, people have said that they've seen spirits of women in period wear making costumes, which I like to discredit. As a costume designer, those are not ghosts. Those are our sisters trying to make it through tech. It is rude to call them ghosts. It is very rude. They I are know, doing the best they can. I know during tech, we debate whether we eat or sleep. And I know that we look like a missing extra from The Walking Dead. But we are trying to make it through tech. Yeah. So I don't believe, I, I just don't think that yeah. those are ghosts. I think that those are people, our sisters, trying to make it through tech. We've been working around the clock. We debate with ourselves, do we sleep or do we just 
you know, continue sewing, sewing like the wind. Sew until you bleed. Sew until we bleed until we can't feel our fingers anymore, pretty much, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I think that's it. That's all of our ghost stories. Just a light, perverted ghost. I see a slight bead of sweat. Well, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little stressed in my So those are our creepy tales of the Pasadena Playhouse. And those... No. No. <laughs> no. Um... What was what was that? I don't. Oh my god! What? Do you see that? Diamonds are really a gracious friend. But these are oh, I love a gift. <laughs> Thank you, Starbucks Ghosts of Maryland. That's so sweet. We have a lot of questions. For one thing, was your death a conspiracy? And also, whom was better, JFK or Arthur Miller? Wait. Okay. We didn't have budget for that. No, we did not. <laughs> we did not have budget for that. Was that the Ghost of Maryland Monroe? 100%. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah. I think Try. that's for you guys to believe. Thanks, guys. Yay. <laughs> Whoa. Yay. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Normal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank you guys for showing up tonight. We really appreciate it. You can follow us on Instagram at Hollywood Paranormal and on Facebook at Hollywood Paranormal and Twitter at HWP Podcast. And uh, we want to thank everyone here who showed up and also for the crew and tech that helped us out. For everyone that works here in the Playhouse, thank you so much. And of course, to the ghost of Gilmore Brown, because without him, we wouldn't have a theater in Pasadena. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you all so much. Awesome. Happy Halloween. <laughs>